Let's go, 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 go. Hey, honey. What's for breakfast this morning? Nigga, please. Hey, can't you just tell me what's for breakfast? Nigga, please. Welcome to Next Love. Tell me some shit they don't know yet, Gus. Y'all know who it is. Listen, um, got one thing, two things I'm gonna talk about. It's gonna be short. Um, one is what I experienced last night when I was at the um, halal store. You know, I went down to visit my cousin, and uh, you know, son told me that you know I ain't buying a pack of cigarettes, so I said I'm gonna go get me some Lucy's. So I had this little feeling in me like something was weird, like like outside air smelled a little bit different, you know. So I let me go get some Lucy's. So I kept telling me not to go. I get down there, there's a guy in there order um, you know, the basics, chicken wings, salt, pepper, ketchup, and hot sauce. And it's like he fumbling with like like the dude that's serving him, like fumbling with the change and like he knows something. But it's just me and him in the it's just me and him in the store. So I'm like, wow, why are you fumbling? Then, uh, like five seconds later, two guys walk in. One guy walking with, two, but they both had masks on their face, you know, because of the pandemic. And, uh, one guy had like a, um, like a kangaroo pouch on his jacket. Like the pocket was in the front of it, like in the front of his chest. And, uh, he came in and stood like right at the door, and the other guy went to the back, like where the ATM at. So I'm, it's my turn. So the guy walk out that ordered the chicken. So I'm like, let me get um a ginger ale, some Motrins, and some Lucy's. You know, something told me to turn around. And I see the guy. He's looking right at me. So I'm looking at him. I turn around, look at the other boy. His hand in his um the kangaroo pouch. And I'm thinking, oh no, these niggas ain't gonna jam me. They not gonna jam me. Cause it ain't gonna happen. So I turn back around, I look inside the uh, you know, the little booth, they got that bulletproof shit up. You can't get in or you know, they you can't even shoot through their shit. And he he just looking like he got fear all in his eyes. I be like, yo man, give me my shit. So he fumbling and fumbling, gives me my shit. And I feel this feeling like these niggas gonna shoot me. So I look the dude that's in front of me dead in his eyes. Like look, I don't give a fuck. You make he close enough. And by the time you get your take your hand out your pocket, nigga, I don't probably done knocked your ass out. So I'm looking at him. I'm thinking I'm gonna hit this nigga hard as shit. Soon as he go to soon as his hand come his hand come up with the up like upward, I'm gonna punch the fuck out of this nigga. But they're not making a move. So I'm looking there in his eyes and he turn away. Like he look at the um the, the clerk. So I get my bag and shit and I walk out, but I felt that shit. I think if um I would have showed fear or some shit, they would have tried it. And they had me cornered in. 
I walked out and went back to my cousin's house. They ain't following me or nothing, but the point was, don't ever show fear. Was I nervous? Of course I was nervous, because them niggas could have killed me in there. But I already had the plan that I was going to punch him dead in his fucking temple. I was getting him the fuck out of the way early. He was right there in my punching vicinity. He was going to get it. So, um, that's one of the um, things I'm going to talk about. Like, when you're in a bad situation, I know niggas to get in them situations and look timid. You know, I don't look like no nigga you should rob. But they get in them situations, look timid, and they start shaking and fumbling. They start asking the niggas questions and shit. You what's up, y'all? You ain't no blood out. You know, that, that nut shit. That's what, like, no, this is out. Give me your shit. But they ain't try the shit, but, um, it was a weird situation. I felt that you could feel that shit. You could feel when something like that happened. You, I knew them niggas. I felt they vibe. So I guess they stood in there and waited for the next motherfucker to come up to rob his timid ass, I guess. I don't know. And then here's the thing. We, I'm so cocky. The beefers are so cocky. They're like 10 minutes later, I decided I want to go back and get more Motrins. Just to show them niggas I'm not scared. They wasn't even out there, though. But the fact of the matter was, that was a stupid decision of mine. And I won't make no more decisions like that. I ain't gonna be cocky like that again. But my pride was fucking with me. Like, let me show these niggas. Damn, I ain't, I'm gonna no burner. Cause I'm at my cousin's house. I ain't expecting nothing to happen. I ain't had no burner or nothing on me. I just went right back down there 10 minutes later after I kept, kept running through my head. Like, these niggas is gonna try to rob you. They was gonna try to rob me. You know, that's what kept going through my head. But, um, make a long story short, it ain't happen. But I was ready. I was ready. That's how you know what society you went on. When a situation like that happened, it's either kill or be killed. And in my head, it was, I was going for the knockout. Cause I'm looking at this dude, he was a little bit bigger than me, but he didn't have that, that it. You know, I've been, I be around, I've been around and be around killers. I know when that nigga Stone Cold Killer, he had that look like, should I try this nigga? All I had to do, hold on. All I had to do was show one ounce of fear. And he was the one that was going to determine if they was going to do it or not, because he was standing in front of me. He would have gave his man a nod. His man would have probably tried to grab me. So, one ounce of fear, if I would have showed that, I would have got got. Or they would have tried to get me. Because in my head, I'm like, when I was walking out, I was like, damn, if they would have tried that, I would have knocked his ass out, shook his man up, and took the burner. This is an extra burner I have. That'd be the toss to the throwaway joint. But, that's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing I want y'all to answer. Whenever you're in a tight situation like that, are you going to freeze? If them niggas would have tried you, or attempted it, which you would have defended yourself, or you would have said, oh shit, my life worth more than dying right here. But you close enough to this nigga to, to attack him too. That's what I'm asking. But you would have chanced it. See, I came up in a family of boxing. 
my dad's port, my uncle's port, my uncle Rudolph's port. You know, everybody box. So I'm not no walking target. Because I fuck your ass up. And the thing about us is like we don't age. Like I'm 43 years old, I can still flip backwards. I can still jump over my leg. I still run the same speed. I still move the same. I still box the same. I still go to the gym. I'm still whooping young boys' ass in the gym. I barely get hit. Hear the notifications? I forgot to turn it off again. But. It's just, uh. It's, it's the way we are. It's how you raised and built. You know, we wasn't raised to be scary. You know, you fight, we gotta fight. I just knew I had a big mouth, so I was just. I used to cuss niggas out. I was like 13 and slap grown men in the face and run and get my brother. He got tired of that shit. He sent my ass right to the gym, him and my mom. And here's another thing. I got a fundraiser, right? I want y'all to go on Facebook. And if y'all listening to my podcast group, I know y'all some cheap ass niggas. I'm just fucking with y'all. If y'all in my podcast group, you could do, um, go on Facebook under um my name. It's R-I-C-H-I-E-E, Buford, B-E-A-U-F-O-R-D. I got a fundraiser, and what I'm doing, no Facebook asking people to do that. I'm sure all y'all saw one. Y'all can create one. Um, But mine is a serious one. Because when I was locked up, there was a lot of niggas in there, but like, the bell was 200 and they didn't even have it. They sat there three months. Or the bell was 100 and they had nobody on the outside that could help them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the jails, you know, CFCF, um, the detention center, any, any jail, anybody, if y'all know someone that, um, that's locked up for a little bell, donate to my, um, my fundraiser. I'm trying to raise 20000 so I can go get, like, at least, like, I'm going to bail out people that bail us less than, like, um, 1000 or something like that, 500 and bail like, like like ten people out, or just keep bailing two people out every time the fundraiser makes money. Just keep bailing them out, bailing them out, because people going to jail, they're getting locked up like for domestic shit. They get locked up, they bail five hundred. Now they got a job, they got a house, and they got kids. So now when they get locked up, they sitting for three months. After um, for the court dates, at least. So what they gotta do is. They sit there for three months, and then they, when they come out, they have a, uh, they, don't, they, they don't got no house no more. They lost their house, they lost their job, and their kids probably at DHS because they had to sit for three months. So they lose everything because of the simple fact they got locked up and they, they didn't have enough money. They couldn't afford to bail themselves out. So that's what, that's what my goal is, and y'all... That's what our goal is, is to donate to my fundraiser so we can bail people out that's going to sit in jail and lose their kids, their house, and everything. They might come out with this. What, uh, it depends on where they work at. They might still have their job if they're a good worker. But their house ain't going to be there. You know, their mortgage is due. The bank ain't trying to hear, you know, you, you got arrested. Or your rent lady ain't trying to hear that. So when you get locked up for three months and you come out and you thinking, oh, I got my job, but then you can get to the house and your house boarded up. Now you're homeless. Now they're homeless on the streets. 
I just had money when I was in jail, but the whole thing about it, all my money was on my card, and they don't let you bail out from your card no more. You got to have somebody bail you out. So while I'm sitting in there for, what, like a month and a half, something told me, said, something said, call your homie. And my homie um, made some moves and lent me the money until I got out, and I gave it right back to him as soon as I got out. But I couldn't remember his, num his name, his number, because nowadays we got phones that we no longer remember numbers no more. So I didn't know his number by heart. So like a whole two weeks I'm sitting there trying to remember this dude's number. So I'm going to end that like that. Just go to my Facebook page and donate to my fundraiser, and we can help get some people out of jail. Thanks for listening.